This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader emeritus, congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. As I mentioned, number one, Rabbi Yudin is elated uh, with the latest news of the um, Siegel and Pilichowski families. That's number one. And number two, not only am I in Israel on this Friday, Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayigash, but Rabbi Yudin is in Israel on this Erev Shabbos Parshas Vayigash. And for some reason, we always talk about how special it is to hear from Rabbi Yudin when he's in Israel and speaking to us in the diaspora, but it's always extra special when it ends up that both of us are here in the Holy Land. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning. Well, first of all, good afternoon, Nachum, and good morning, everybody back home. What a treat it is, number one, to be here with Nachum. Wow. And Mir Hashem, there's room for all of you. Eric Yisrael is called Eric Hatsuri, and one of the explanations is that Eric Yisrael keeps expanding. And interestingly, commensurate with the number of Jews that come to Eretz Yisrael, that's how Eretz Yisrael is mispashed, spread in all ways. First of all, let me begin on everybody's behalf to wish a very special, warm mazel tov to Nachum and Stacy Siegel on the engagement of their son Yehoshua to Tamima Pilachowski. Wow. It's my privilege that having been the rug in Fairlawn, New Jersey, the Tolachowskis were members and Stu was a president of Shemri Torah and Baruch Hashem, what a treat. And this is really a Yahakulayachot uh, Kamocha. But I really feel that this is not just their Simcha, it's my own, my family's personal Simcha. And we wish them wonderful mazel tov. It's beautifully. It's Inveya Geffen. The Inveya Geffen. It's truly Torah and Chesed coming together. And we wish them a great deal of mazel tov. And once I have the uh, excitement, let me just remind everybody that today happens to be the last day of the end of the year campaign. I don't have to tell you how important this program is, not just anymore for the New York area, but Baruch Hashem, as I say these words, our numbers tremble, but thank God for Jews all over the world are able to connect 24-7, literally, with Yiddish Torah, and with the excitement of Jewish music. Having said that, let's begin our program for today. And that is as follows. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayigash. And Parshas Vayigash is probably the most emotional Parsha in the Torah, whereby after 22 years we have the reunification of Yosef and his brothers and the reunification of Yosef and Yaakov, his father. And we have ultimately the beginning of the fulfillment of the bris Sorin, the Baruch who said to Avonovinu, the Doa Teda, you should surely know it has to happen, the Klai Yisrael, the children of Yaakov and Avon Yitzhak and Yaakov, have to be, first of all, gay strangers, 
a gradual process, va'avodim, they're going to be enslaved, and the emails, some are going to be oppressed. And clearly, as the Torah teaches us in Parshas, for Eschanan, the whole purpose of this is it's a kur habarzel. We don't understand the ways of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, but how could we have accepted a Torah? How could we have accepted a Shabbos? How could we have accepted a Kashras and Tarat HaMishpacha and the Shatnes and all the rest of the 613 mitzvot? So the answer is, number one, we were purified as the crucible purifies the metal and removes the dross therefrom. That's what happened to us in Mitzrayim, number one. And number two, very simply, HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim. And in simple English, we owe him one. So Hashem said, okay, you know what you can do for me? Take my Torah. And clearly, it was the biggest blessing for Klai Yisrael then and to this very day. I want to focus this morning on one puzzle in Parshas Vayigash. Torah tells us that Yaakov is in Be'er Sheva, and there's no question about it. He is very afraid to leave Eretz Yisrael, knowing that Ayayay is going to be the potential for assimilation. You have to understand, it's almost like we were going to go to Times Square, and just there, unbelievable, the Torah says, Ki is just there that I'm going to make you into a great nation. So the Torah tells us in Perik Mem Vav Pasuk Dawid, no, Pasuk Beis, Hashem says to, and he's called Yisrael, not Yaakov, because this has clearly universal uh, implications for um, Yisrael. Hashem speaks to him, literally, in a vision of the night. And he says to him, don't be afraid to go down to Yisrael. I'm going to be with you and I will take you out. He's given the best insurance policy. The question is, why did the Torah have to tell us that Hashem spoke to him The Meshach on this Pasuk says, take note, we don't find that term, neither nor by Abraham, nor by Yitzchak, but rather by Yaakov, because Yaakov truly is the Samel, the symbol of the Gullus Jew. He's going into Gullus right now. And prior to this, what was his hachana? He had to leave home at the age of 63. And from then on, he's basically the Gullus Jew. He's 20 years with, uh, well, he's 14 years preparing for it in Shemba Eva. From 77 to 100, he's by Lavan, outside of Eretz Israel. And he comes back only to have the sorrows, which are symbolic of Goros. And specifically, it is because Yaakov had Nivua 
in Eretz Yisrael are, as the Gemara teaches us, he was now Zoha to have Nevua outside of Eretz Yisrael as well. And this concept is one which we find with another Yecheskel, that since he too had Nevua in Eretz Yisrael, the Noviyona had Nevua in Eretz Yisrael, they were able to have it in Chutzla Eretz as well. So Yaakov, the Torah tells us, the Maros Halayla, in the vision of the night, Yaakov is Misamel, he symbolizes the Jew in Golas. So we, for the last 2,000 years, are able to relate to Yaakov more than to the other others. Now, the Gemara in Brachos, teaches us that it was Yaakov that instituted Silas Ma'arid. Now we know Shacharit corresponds to the Korban Tamid Shoshacha, the morning Korban that was brought every single day, without exception, in the base of Migdash. Yitzchak instituted Mincha. He represents the Korban that was brought every afternoon. Yaakov instituted Mayrid. There is no Korban at nighttime. But what is there at nighttime? There's the Hector Chalavim Ve'ivorim, which means that the remains of the Korbanos that were brought during the day, because they were brought during the day, could now be brought at nighttime. That concept that once it was started at a time of permissibility, namely the shrita, the slaughtering of the animal, the zrika, the sprinkling of the blood was done by day, ah, so now we can continue at night. Yaakov represents that concept of continuation even at a time when the shechina is not as apparent, yet you can bring the shechina even at night. Now, the same idea continues the Meshachachma in a fantastic way. I'm going to ask each and every one of you, except for the women, because it's not polite to ask a woman how old she is, but I'm going to ask how old all my friends and listeners are. And you're going to tell me you are your respective age. And I'm going to tell you you're wrong. I'm going to tell you that you are no less than thousands of years old. What does that mean? It means that we are a hamshacha. We are a continuation of that which took place in the days of Middash. In the days of Middash, the idea was Shechina was there. And if we continue the lifestyle, if we continue the Torah and mitzvahs that was there in the base of Middash, uh, then we are zoka to have um, Shechina with us today as well. Now, I have to tell you, there's a delicious Gemara in um, Megillah, that tells us the following, that Chaviv in Yisrael, the Jewish people, teaches the Gemara, Epshimim ben Yochai, Chaviv in Yisrael, household, Shevachom Akom Shegaru, wherever the Jew goes into Garos, Shechina Imahem, the Shechina is with them. They went to Mitzrayim, Shechina Imahem, and they went to Babel, Shechina Imahem. And I say, <clears throat> fill in your respective place where you are. You happen to be in New Jersey, Shechina Imahem. In New York, Shechina Imahem. 
the, the incredible capacity of the Jew to Baruch Hashem connect with his past. And once he connects with his past, that is his ability to move on into the future. Take a deep breath, everybody. This coming Tuesday is a sort of the tables. Unfortunately, we have to fast again this year, a sort of the tables. Regarding Asura Bateves, the teaching of the Avu Traham is especially well known. The Novi Yechezkel was in Badal, and he writes, and he tells the people in Badal, write down this day, that the Etzimayomazer, on this very day, on the 10th of Teves, a siege was put around Yerushalayim. That siege which is the beginning of the end of the first base Hamigdash. That siege lasted approximately two and a half years. And when the uh, news came back to Babel that indeed the siege had been placed, and they asked, what day was it? It was exactly the day that Yechez said, I saw the tables. This day has become a fast day that the Abudraham writes that were Asura Bateves to occur on conform on a Shabbos, we would fast. Now everybody can ask, wait a second, why is that? What is so special about this day that if it were to fall on a Shabbos, we would fast? So the Hassam Sofer in his Torah's Moshe, quotes a Sefer Karnayim, which says something very, very special about Asura B'Teves, and that is as follows, that annually, every year on Asura B'Teves, there is a convening of the Bezdo Mala. Hashem brings the court together upstairs to determine whether or not is going to be the building of the third base of Migdash this coming year, or Chasve Shalom, they're going to have to sit down to another Tish of Avavelus. So now, watch this. If somebody has a minuk, and many do, to fast on a yard site, if the yard site falls out on a Shabbos, you don't fast. Why not? Because it's an Avavelus, Hishana. It's an old Avavelus. It happened many years ago. However, if somebody has a very disturbing dream on Friday night, the halacha says you are allowed to fast on Shabbos because for that situation, the fasting is going to be for you a kind of oneg. It's going to relieve some of the pressure and tension that you might have from that terrible dream. And why is that? Because that's an Adzeus Hadrasha. That's something new that's happening right now. And therefore, as a result of that, says the Abu Jahan, because there is this convening of the Bezim Shalmala on Asurabitavis, words to fall on a Shabbos, we would even fast on a Shabbos. So the idea is it's all up to us. We had an incredible opportunity. And the truth of the matter is, the timing of the new government in Eretz Israel 
has to bring a sense of excitement and help our adrenaline flow stronger because Baruch Hashem is reflected in the new government, in Yitz Hashem, a greater emphasis on Yahadus, a greater emphasis on Baruch Hashem, Jewish Velkanshan, a beautiful word meaning the entire lifestyle of the Jew in its very special tradition of Sabo Yaakov, of following in the ways of our Ogos, is going to please God, we pray, be more pronounced within the government of Eretz Israel. And therefore, it's going to give each and every one of us that halavai, our own observance, our own pride in Torah and Mitzvahs will help bring the Shechina in a more glorified way to all of our communities in Yetz Hashem, leading up to the Geula Shlema. Shabbat Shalom to all.